guys, this is Carrie with Fullerton Professional Organizing, and um, today I'm going to talk to you about Laura Whitman from Organized Junkie. Let's see, she says, I'm an organizing junkie. It was 14 years ago in May, so it's been a while. I started just because I lived in a very tiny house, about 900 square feet, and I just needed to make more space, and I slowly did that through organizing, and um, she mentions how she started with just a coat closet that she turned into a small office, um, but she says that the opposite rules essentially is disorganization. So these are more general guidelines to keep you on track rather than being organized a certain way. She's just saying, you know, she's not going to tell, she doesn't believe in telling you that this is the way, um, but um, just some guidelines. Uh, now the first rule she says is a most effective with people is if you know why you want to get organized, it definitely helps to motivate you and keep you on track to keep going. And in her case, she had a tiny, tiny home, so she needed to be able to fit what she uses in the home without overwhelming the space. Uh, why do I want to organize this space? Why do I want it to be decluttered? And what is causing me to be overwhelmed in the first place? And she says, knowing the why will help you finally let go of the clutter and organize your space. Because if you know you need the dedicated office, then what in the space isn't contributing to your why for that space? What can you remove that isn't going to contribute to your goal? Um, she says, you find time for what you are motivated to do. Um, she says, rule number two, and I don't know why it's number two. She says it should probably also be a part of number one. But she says, the, um, don't buy before you're done purging. Um, that's not to run out and, you know, just don't run out and buy the containers before you've done the purging. All right, now she's talking about purging and organizing go hand in hand. She says purging and organizing have to go hand in hand. And I know people don't love to purge because they're attached to their things. There's an emotional attachment to our things. And I have that with my crafts and I have that with my, um, my dishes. <laughs> I love dishes. And I used to have that attachment with my tea party business, um, but um, I just recently sold the tea party business. I did keep some parts of my business. I still do the tent sleepovers and uh, the painting parties and um, some 
fun entertainment type parties. I just let go of the dress up tea party because that was a lot, a lot. And, um, and I'm now organizing. So I did not need that's kindness. That has always been my side business. So it's still a little bit of my side business. My main full-time job now is professional organizing. Um, now she says, um, let's see here. What does she say? Um, you use, you know, uh, surround yourself. She says, surround yourself with the things you use and love and have the room to store. There's the key things you have room to store because lots of people will use and love all their things, but you can still only keep what you have room to store. Um, one, the one year rule, she has a one year rule and she says, typically I say, if you haven't used it in a year, you're probably never going to. If something is of sentimental value, why is it not being valued and what can I do to value that so it isn't buried somewhere and that I'm truly enjoying it? So it's kind of just training yourself to have a little bit of a different mindset when it comes to organizing. Um, not uh, She says, don't compare yourself to others. Um, not comparing your organizing progress to someone else or organizing to somebody else's standard because we just need to know that out of the window. We need to throw that out, that idea uh, out the window because everyone has their own um, clutter threshold. Um, she says, do what works for your family. And like, she, and she says, that will be absolutely different for everyone because everyone's family is different. Each person in your family has a different personality and you have to work with that. And she says, but I think function is really at the core for everybody because that is typically where the overwhelm is. Um, where the overwhelm is coming from because you can't find something. You're always looking for what you need. Um, she says there's no one size fits all. Function trumps everything. Is that uh, function, in my opinion, this is my opinion, but I do think that functionality should always trump how an organized space looks. All right, and um, she says, why can't you just, she says, why can't you just do this for yourself? It's like, okay, how can we do this smarter? How can we do this smarter? But it's making that conscious effort to stop and think, and it does take it some time to do that. Okay, I, I think I 
messed up that whole <laughs> sentence, but in the long run, you will end up saving time and probably to move those dishes took you no time at all. And now that actually works for your family. So that's good. Okay, what she was talking about there was, you know, if you have children, why not put their the children's dishes where they can reach them so that every time they get a snack, every time they make a bowl of cereal or um, make a sandwich, they can actually reach their own dishes, go make their own snack, their own lunch. I mean, of course, when they're older, we're not talking about the toddlers here. We're just talking about once the toddlers are old enough to get their own snack, get their own dishes, um, put them where they can reach them. So you're not always the one getting them a plate or a dish you know, teach them and um, just, and um, they, we were just talking about how it only takes a few seconds to just move those dishes to a different space and move what was there, you know, to accommodate your family. Just, you know, you don't have to tear out the whole kitchen, just move the dishes so your children can reach them. Um, then she talks about breaking down projects. If they're over projects that are overwhelming, just break it down. She says, I think that's often where people get hung up is that they think things will take a long time, but it's a little project or a big project. You can always break those down. I ask people to time themselves sometimes because they aren't aware that doing a drawer or something could take as little as 15 minutes. Yeah, uh, I used to read cleaning books also, and they would say, okay, time yourself unloading and loading the dishwasher and realize that it only took you five minutes, but in your head, it took you a whole hour because you dreaded going in there unloading and loading it and in your head it just took forever and and if you timed yourself you actually could figure out oh my goodness that's a five minute project I can go in get it done and get out so once they get into the habit then they kind of grab time here and there where they can fit it in and so you end up getting a lot more done that way with less overwhelm because you know how long the project's going to take and you can get in and out um all right she also says upgrade after knowing the system upgrades after knowing the system works she says that she'll just use a cardboard box or something, you know, she'll use a system um, before she upgrades the system. She wants to make sure the system works. She says, once I see if a system is working or not, then if I'm out somewhere and I see bins that I would prefer to use that would make my space look better or function better, but it's only once I know that the system is actually working that I go out and buy a bend or a product. I don't, she says she also has a little secret. She does not fold sheets. So that's my big secret. I have these bins and I shove them in there and that's it. Now I also use bins for my sheets and I do fold them. Um, I did try the Marie Kondo way of folding them and I did find that 
quite tedious. Um, and I have known some very, very, very excellent, excellent top-notch organizers that are complete detail-oriented and they roll up their sheets and put them in a pillowcase and they um, they fold them, put them in a pillowcase and then um, put them in a linen closet or under their bed that way. And that blew my mind that even some of the, my, you know, the organizers that I completely idolize <laughs> just roll up their sheets and uh, don't meticulously fold those fitted sheets. So that gives me some comfort that we're not all cookie cutter, perfect little, we don't all make every single thing in these perfect little packages. We're not all Pinterest perfect. So she says, I just try to find a system that enables the space to work for my actual personality and for my family's personality. So she doesn't fold sheets. Um, she also says she has a donation box in her closet and uh, I have one in my closet and in my husband's closet also. But my donation station, she says, is just a cardboard box and still, it's perfect size for the space. She says it's ugly, it's torn, it has written on it, donation. Um, uh, me and my husband, we do have a, a nicer little container that we put our donations in. But even professional organizers, you know, if you're not going to see her closet, then, you know, she's okay with her cardboard box. And she's also all right with getting her organizational products at Dollar Tree. So um, in this article, she talks a lot about Dollar Tree as well. And um, and I, you know, you know, I say the same thing. If the Dollar Tree bins work, then why not? go with something that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. But if it doesn't work, then I go with the products from Walmart. And then if that is not high quality for the item that I'm organizing, then I can go to Sam's Club or the Container Store or Amazon. But um, why not see if you can work with the least expensive and then move up to the more expensive if those work better for you. Um, so she talks a lot about that. She says, you don't have to spend a ton of money on your organizing. And it's the same when I was first married, I, I had ugly furniture and I just re I didn't know how to upholster furniture. I just figured it out and reupholstered my own furniture. And it's the same with organizing. If you can't afford bins, and at that time, I don't think Dollar Tree existed. I think Dollar General came. I, I found Dollar General later. But when I was first married, I did. I had to use cardboard boxes because I couldn't afford the expensive containers. You know, do what works for you. 
and you can even paint cardboard boxes. I mean, you don't want to, you want to make quick painting strokes and let that dry and then use quick painting strokes because you don't want the paint to soak in and uh, ruin the box before you've uh, got it completely painted. It does take some technique to keep the box from warping, but it can be done. Uh, the purpose of containers is to uh, provide a limit and a boundary for your stuff. And um, she uses her kids as an example. If you give them a tote bag and this is where they keep all of their treasures and then they fill up the tote bag, then they know that they can't put any more treasures into that tote bag until they've let go of some of the things that are no longer as uh, treasured as the things that they're fixing to put in it. She says, I give them a tote to keep their treasures in and they know that once that tote is full, they get to decide, okay, what has to go in order to put something else in? But it keeps that stuff from overwhelming your space and so it provides a boundary. If you have a bin for your sheets in your closet and that bin overflows, then that's a trigger in your mind that you need to purge so that your sheets will fit nice and tidy. Uh, and change your mindset. She says, because probably there are things in those bins that like, for instance, with your crafts that you aren't using and haven't used for a year. So maybe someone else could use that and you could pass it on in order to fit the things that you are using. You enjoy doing the crafts because you're not fighting with all the stuff that you're no longer interested in too. So that, that helps, that helps a lot. And she says, what is, oh, um, she explains that she's an organizing junkie. And what that is, is she says, what I'm really addicted to is the simplicity that organizing affords me. And once I started to experience that, that's what I wanted more of. I love the idea of the sense of calm that being organized provides and just how chaos is reduced. She says, addicted to just creating simple living. She said, created that simplicity, create that simplicity in your life. To, and to do that, she says, you just being able to truly appreciate. And you have, you, once you do that, you're truly able to appreciate the home for the security and beauty that simplicity provides. All right. So um, she says we either have that simplicity and are loving it, or we're really wanting to get there. And because we want our homes to be like, um, that place, whether you're there yet or not. So you want it to be, to get to that place of being simple, simplicity. You, uh, you're either already headed that way or you're going to head that way. Um, so 
She also talks about clutter blindness. She says, and yes, I know about clutter blindness is when you, when you do have something to go to the donation center and then you put it next to the front door and then it just stays there and stays there and you no longer see it and you keep forgetting that it's there and it just becomes a permanent fixture. <laughs> so it's very hard to relax in an environment that is busy with stuff. Something that I actually suggest on my, this is uh, what she suggests, Laura Whitman suggests on her blog is uh, to... Let's see, what does she suggest? Uh, I lost my train of thought. So it's very hard to relax in an environment that is busy with stuff. Something that I actually suggest on my blog is there's a real thing called clutter blindness. We stop seeing it after a while, but I think our subconscious doesn't. Our subconscious knows it's there. She says, just take a box and take all the stuff off of your surfaces or your floor because your surfaces and your floor are not shelves. She said, um, put them all in a box and put it away and see if you can feel what it feels like to not have that stuff on your floor and on your surfaces. Um, she says, because uh, just experience that what that feels like until we know what that's going to feel like and what that's going to bring to our life it's kind of hard to be motivated to do it to deal with the clutter because it's like well it's just there and it's not really bothering me that's our mindset but so it just depends on what season of life you are in and what your tolerance level is but sometimes we just get blinded to it because it's there and we don't even see it anymore. So, you know, putting it away for a while and living with it free of clutter may give a good indication of what that freedom feels like. Um, but anyway, Lori, that was Laura Whitman. She says, I'm at orgjunkie.com and orgjunkie on Instagram as well. And I think it's Organizing Junkie on Facebook. So that is her information. And now I'm just going to do a quick little review of what we learned from uh, Laura Whitman. She says, learning about the overall organizing process and terrific tips that you can use to organize practically anything. She says, you need to know why you want to get organized. This will help to motivate you and keep you on track to keep going. Uh, she says, everybody's reasons for organizing will be different and that's okay. So for me, it's typically because something is annoying me and I want to solve that problem or I've Bought, brought something new into the house and now I need to find space for it. She says, you will find time for the things you are motivated to do. Purging and organizing go hand in hand. It will help you in the long run by surrounding yourself with the things you use and love. 
and had the room to store. That's the key. What you have the room to store. If you haven't used an item in a year, you are probably never going to. Stop preparing and do what works for your family. Or stop comparing and do what works for your family. Don't compare yourself to someone else's organizing style or standard. Everyone is unique and what works for you might not work for someone else. The purpose of containers is to provide a limit and a boundary to your stuff. Simplicity provides beauty. If your table and sur uh, surface spaces are piled high in clutter, it's very hard to notice the little things and find joy in the ordinary. Clutter blindness is a real thing. We stop seeing the clutter after a while, but your subconscious doesn't. Uh, sometimes it helps to also take a picture. When you take a picture and then you look at the picture, you see things that you don't normally see when you're living in the space. Uh, purge before you buy storage containers. Function trumps everything. Get your space to where it is functional, even if it is not Pinterest perfect. Break down the project into smaller ones. Take just 15 minutes and organize that junk drawer. See if a system works or not, then you can decide what would make your space look better and you can do an upgrade at that point. You know, she's talking about whether you need pretty bins, if you need to make it look a little prettier, but make sure you know it works first. And then the last thing is change your mindset to where you are always keeping your space filled with only the things you're using. All right, guys, I'm going to leave the information uh, for Laura Whitman. Get hooked. Uh, I mean, organizing, organizing junkie. And I will leave that information for you if you want to find out more about her. And I sure do thank you for coming and listening to Fullerton Professional Organizing's podcast and watching me on my podcast on YouTube. And I will see you on the next podcast.